Assalamualaikum everyone. How are you guys? Guess what today is? Another Presence of Paradise episode. I think this is episode 5 and then this one, it's all about sabr. So let's get started because this one's exciting. So, this story was recounted by Professor Halid Al-Jubair, a consultant cardiovascular surgeon in one of his lectures. So this is written from his perspective. Once, I operated on a two and a half year old child. It was Tuesday. On Wednesday, the child was in good health. On Thursday, at 11.15 a.m., and I'll never forget the time because of the shock I experienced, one of the nurses informed me that the heart and the breathing of the child had stopped. I hurried to the child and performed a cardiac massage for 45 minutes. During that entire time, the heart would not work. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed for the heart to resume functioning, and we thanked him. I went to inform the child's family about his condition. As you know, it's very difficult to inform the patient's family about his condition when it's bad. This is one of the most difficult situations a doctor is subjected to, but it's necessary. So I looked for the child's father, whom I couldn't find. Then I found his mother. I told her the child's cardiac arrest was due to his bleeding in his throat, and we don't know the cause of the bleeding, and fear that his brain is dead. How do you think she responded? Did she cry? Did she blame me? No, nothing of sort. Instead, she said, Alhamdulillah, and left me. After 10 days, the child started moving. We thanked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and were happy that his brain condition was reasonable. After 12 days, the heart stopped again because of the same bleeding. We performed another cardiac massage for 45 minutes, but this time his heart didn't respond. I told his mother that there was no hope. So she said, Alhamdulillah, O oh Allah, if there is any good in his recovery, then cure him, O oh my Lord. With the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his heart started functioning again. He suffered six similar cardiac arrests till a specialist was able to stop the bleeding and the heart started working properly. Now three and a half months had passed and the child was recovering, but did not move. Then just as he started moving, he was afflicted with a very large and strange pus-filled abscess in his head, the likes of which I had never seen. I informed his mother of the serious development. She said, Alhamdulillah. And left me. We immediately turned him over to the surgical unit that deals with the brain and nervous system and they took over his treatment. Three years later, the boy recovered from his problem but was still not moving. Two weeks pass and he suffers from a strange blood poisoning and his temperature reaches 41.2 Celsius, which is 106 Fahrenheit. I again informed his mother of the serious development and she said with patience and certainty, Alhamdulillah, oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if there's good in his recovery, then cure him. After seeing his mother, who was with her child at bed 5, I went to see another child at bed 6. I found that the child's mother crying and screaming for help, and that the boy's temperature reached 37.6. He's going to die. He's going to die. She screamed. I said with surprise. Look at the mother of that child in bed 5. Her child fever is over 106 Fahrenheit, yet she's patient and praises Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So she replied, that woman isn't cautious and has no sons. At that point, I remember the great hadith of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Blessed are the strangers. Just two words, but indeed two words that shake a nation. In 23 years of hospital service, I've never seen the likes of this patient sister. We continued to care for him. Now six and a half months had passed and the boy finally came out of his recovery unit, not talking, not seeing, not hearing, not moving, not smiling. And with an open chest in which you can see his beating heart, the mother changed the dressing regularly and remained patient and hopeful. Do you know what happened after that? 
Before I inform you, what do you think the prospects of a child who has passed through all these dangers and diseases? What do you expect this patient and the mother to do, whose child is at the brink of the grave and who is unable to do anything except supplicate to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala? Two and a half months later, the boy was completely cured by the mercy of Allah, and as a reward for this pious mother, he now races his mother with his feet as if nothing happened, and became sound and healthy as he was before. The story doesn't end here. This is not what moved me and brought tears to my eyes. What filled my eyes with tears is what follows. So he goes on to say, one and a half years later, after the child left the hospital, one of the brothers from the operation unit informed me that a man, his wife, and two children wanted to see me. I asked who they were, and he replied that he didn't know them. So I went to see them and found the parents of the same child whom I operated upon. He was now five years old and like a flower in good health, as if nothing happened to him. With them also was a four-month-old newborn. I welcomed them kindly and then jokingly asked the father whether the newborn was the thirteenth or fourteenth child. He looked at me with an astonishing smile as if he pitied me. He then said, This is the second child, and the child upon whom you have operated as our firstborn, bestowed upon us after seventeen years of inf infertility. And after being granted that child, he was afflicted with the conditions that you've seen. At hearing this, I couldn't control myself, and my eyes filled with te tears. I then involuntarily grabbed the man by the arm and pulled him to my room and asked him about his wife. Who is this wife of yours who, after seventeen years of infertility, has this much patience with the fatal conditions that afflict her newborn, her firstborn? Her heart cannot be barren, and it must be fertile with iman. Do you know what he said? Listen carefully. Literally says that in the story to listen carefully. This is important. He said, I was married to this woman for 19 years, and for all these years, she has never missed the late night prayers except due to an authorized excuse. I've never witnessed her backbiting, gossiping, or lying. Whenever I leave home or return, she opens the door, supplicates for me, and receives me with love. And, and everything she does, she demonstrates the utmost love, care, courtesy, and compassion. The man completed by saying, Indeed, doctor, because of all the noble manners and affection with which she treats me, I'm shy to lift up my eyes and look at her. So I said to him, And the likes of her truly deserves that from you. Aw, girl, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That is the end of that story. Now, what I found so interesting about this story is some of the things that I want to talk about. First of all, cardiac, that issue within itself, the heart, the child not moving is crazy. And when you think about it, you know, if we see stories how when children even go through that once, parents absolutely go berserk and they genuinely have trust issues for the rest of their life because they feel like they don't know what to do from on and if it's going to happen again. And in this situation, we see how this happened multiple times for years. And at one point or another, someone also says this many diseases, this many surgeries, what can a kid even do, you know? But then when you look at the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala works for those who constantly call out to him, who do the night prayer, who try to best follow his commandment, they don't sit there and complain. You know, this woman, she could have sat here, done the night prayer, not gossip, been good to her husband, did, did all those pious things. And if she was blessed with this child and the child went through all those things, if she was, you know, among those, she could have just turned around and said, how could Allah do this to me? I'm so good. I do this. I do that. I pray every day. I don't gossip. I don't do this. I don't do that. She could have said that. And that's what some of us do, unfortunately. We sit there and we point the finger to Allah and we say to Allah, look at this. I do all of this and this is, this is what I get. But that's not what she did. And that's not what we should do either. Because we do not understand Allah's complete decree until we truly, 
you know, see the wisdom behind it. And that takes time. And as you can see here, she never did anything except say, Alhamdulillah, constantly, you know, get the surgeries done and bear patience. And in the end, her son ended up becoming perfectly normal with no issues. And that within itself is a miracle in her own life. And I bet that that woman probably sees that miracle every day and thinks about it, how her night prayers, you know, how all her pious qualities got her out of, you know, situations through Allah's Rahmah and granted her what she has today. We tend to constantly complain about Allah. Oh, look at what look at what happened to me. Look at this. I can't believe I'm going through this. But when you actually learn to realize that Allah wants nothing but good for you, you learn that Allah is the one that's always going to be by your side. That's closer to you than your own vein. The one that will always give you what's good, even if it seems bad in the beginning. I hope you guys enjoyed the story. I think it was a beautiful one and it's very, very deep, if anything. But inshallah, this story sat right with you guys. Take care of yourself. Have a great rest of your day. Assalamu alaikum.